was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. Happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome back to this special holiday episode of Type This Cast, the podcast where we take a close look at our favorite stories through the lens of the Enneagram. I'm Janelle. And I'm Becky. And this is Halloween! In this episode, we'll be going to Halloween Town and possibly a quick jaunt to Christmas Town. But before we do, I just wanted to thank our lovely followers on the social meds. Yes, I said social meds. And implore you to go and leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps other people find our podcast. Yeah, the social meds. Viking Drinking Society. And, you know, let us know any stories you would like us to discuss in your review when you go to those social media platforms and on iTunes. Um, And an exciting new development for our little podcast family here. Yay! You can now listen to us on Spotify, where you probably already listen to good music and other fun podcasts. So check us out over there. Mm-hmm. And just in case any of you got confused, we've definitely started calling social media the social meads. M-E-A-D, as in like Viking drink. Yes. Viking mead, which is just delicious. The honey-based alcohol of the gods, particularly Odin. Correct. <laughs> Okay, Becky, since I know how near and dear Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, which is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year, is to your heart, would you like to recap it for our lovely listeners? Would I? Yes, I would. Because since I am dead, I can take (laughs) off my head and recite Shakespearean quotations. And for those of you poor souls out there in the world who may not know to what that lovely quotation refers, <gasps> let me elucidate you. So this is the story of the gloriously melancholy and talented Jack Skellington, who is exceptional at scaring folks every Halloween. We experience a whole cast of characters in Halloween Town where our story is set, including vampires, witches, hags, mad scientists, zombies, and even a very special seer. We follow Jack as he is searching for more meaning in his life, and he one night discovers the magical and new and different land of Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Jack brings back his new knowledge and excitement to Halloween Town, and he decides that this year, Halloween Town is going to run Christmas. So many hijinks ensue as the creatures of Halloween Town attempt to interpret Christmas in their own way. Lessons are learned and beautiful songs are sung. Oh, and uh, Oogie Boogie Monsters are defeated as well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in case we have some super Tim Burton fans like ourselves, mm-hmm. just to clarify, we focused on the now, can you believe it, 25-year-old Danny Elfman-composed film, not the original poem, for which we will include a note in the show notes in case you're curious about that poem. We have also, like other stories we've done, limited our cast to just four. We are doing Jack, Sally, the Mayor, and Oogie Boogie. And just a brief reminder for those of you playing along at home, here are the monikers that we have decided to work with and the short I statements for each Enneagram type. Mm-hmm. So type one is the reformer. Their I statement is, I do everything the right way. Type two, the befriender, I help others. Type three, the motivator, I am seen as successful. Type four, the romantic, I am unique. Type five, the observer, I need to understand the world. Type six, the guardian, I need to be secure. Type seven, the enthusiast. I am happy and open to new things. Type eight, the challenger. I must be strong. And last but not least, type nine, the peacemaker. I am agreeable. We've said it before. We'll say it many times again. Yes, we will. Do not type people in your life. We recently had an experience where, as we communicated about one of our own friends, we assumed a type for her without Mm. telling her this. Lo and behold, she's done some Enneagram work of her own and has completely blown us out of the water because we got her wrong. We did not type her correctly. So this is a warning to all of you. We haven't been studying the Enneagram that long, but even with the knowledge we think we have, we're, we've are we become dangerous mm-hmm. because of the fact that we incorrectly typed someone and we're working on these wrong assumptions about who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way in which doing that can hurt someone's identity mm-hmm. and cause them to have to do extra work to know themselves yeah. can be so harmful. And just through this experience with our friend, I've seen that. Luckily, we never told this person that we were working with them as a specific number. No. But had we done so, like that could have been so harmful for them. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about our thoughts, specifically about not typing other people, we go in depth on that in our point five episode, mm-hmm. the introduction. Okay. It's time for the lightning round. You ready to type this cast? I'm so ready with this cast. All right. Here we go. Jack. Three. Three. With the biggest four wing ever. Yeah. Accurate. (laughs) Sally. Two. Six. All right. Ah, I like it. The mayor. Six. Six. Yeah. Oogie Boogie. Three. Eight. Ooh, yeah. I mm-hmm. uh-huh. I went back and forth, but... As did I. I have a narrative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we dive in? Yeah. Um, I'm going to insist, Janelle, uh-huh. that you start first <laughs> with Jack. Okay. 
So uh, take it away, Janelle. All right. So I said that Mr. Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king, hmm. is a three yep. with the largest four wing ever seen on a three. Accurate. Um. Yep. So, gosh, there were so many wonderful examples of threeness in Jack. And although I did land here and I'm sticking it out as a three wing four for Jack, um, a few minutes ago, as I told Becky, I had this epiphany that he could be a seven. Ooh. And interesting. I'll dive into that more later when we go over um, some of our general thoughts about this story and the Enneagram. Um, but I'll stick with the three wing four for my proof. Okay. So here we go. Um, the thing that I want to focus on is... When Jack comes back from Christmas Town and is sharing with the citizens of Halloween Town about what he experienced and what he felt, he keeps meeting with these little failures when they're just mm. not quite getting it. And he then says this. Everyone, please now, not so fast. There's something here you don't quite grasp. Well, I may as well give them what they want. And the best, I must confess, I have saved for the last. For the ruler of this Christmas land is a fearsome king with a deep, mighty voice. At least that is what I have come to understand. He goes on to explain Santa in these terrifying Halloweenish words and images, even getting his name wrong and calling him Sandy Claus, C-L-A-W-S. And um, it's it's this moment where he just turns into that performer mm-hmm. in that three space to to meet the expectations of the room. And then at the end of his explanation of Santa to them is this... Um, this other quotation that's, well, at least they're excited, though they don't understand that special kind of feeling in Christmas land. Oh, well. And it's just this that to me so clearly communicates both his primary three motivation of being successful and being a little chameleonish to to the room but still wanting to be authentic to, authentic to that emotional mm-hmm. experience he had in Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is where I will leave it. Um, I know you have lots of thoughts on our Pumpkin King, so take it away, Becky. Yeah. Um, so I'm so glad that you started there. I was hoping something like that would happen. Uh-huh. Um, because so as I was looking at Jack, it was clear to me from moment negative one that he was a three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of went in trying to see some of that, but really struck by his story arc. Mm. If he is such an obvious three, he goes through the process of failure and growth yes. of a three. Um, and so one of the strongest points for me that really showed him as a three was what you just said like that was one of my big quotes Mm -hmm. but something that I really uh noticed the second or third time I watched this through Uh um was there's a telling moment that's not spoken that is amazing Mm. when just before he leaves Christmas Town 
He's like found this new feeling, this place, and he's lost Mm -hmm. in this three-wing force space, wanting to be authentic, wanting to find something fulfilling, Mm -hmm. but bored. Yeah. Uh, Which is like that fours being bored with the equanimity of the world. Um, And he... All right, so I'm going to take a step back because my first quote, I think, is really useful for Mm -hmm. three space. It's when he's just feeling that question of who he is, what he's doing. He says, but who here would ever understand Mm. that the pumpkin king with the skeleton grin would tire of his crown if they only understood he'd give it all up if he only could. Yeah. And that narrative is the narrative of a three. Mm-hmm. The if he only could. Yeah. Who's telling you, Jack, that you can't? Mm-hmm. You could give it up. Yeah. That, you're allowed to do that. But a lot of the narrativizing of the world of a three is really being concerned with others' opinions mm-hmm. and that reputation. And that if he loses that, he's not loved. Because people won't see him. Yeah. And the struggle of a four, a uh, three-wing four, is the four wanting to be authentic, but the three wanting to be loved for what they do. Yeah. Um, But I was really struck by that, too, because so threes go to nine in unhealth. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you really feel in that is the conflict, mm-hmm. is that people wouldn't understand. I would be letting everyone down. Totally. I would be letting down all of Halloween Town. So, but he, so he's the best person in that town. He is the biggest, the best. That's what everyone mm-hmm. sings about. In fact, there are a few who would deny that what he, he does, does, he is, is the best. The best. <laughs> um, but the thing that I was referring to at the end of his time in Christmas Town, he found this new exciting place that's different and a new venture. And he's sort of seeing it and conquering it. And then there is this shadow on the wall. Mm-hmm. You never meet santa Mm -hmm. but it's santa he is the king of that town Mm -hmm. he is the one in control of christmas town the one who is the best person in the room Mm -hmm. so here is a new goal for jack to win christmas too and that means that guy can't Mm -hmm. that guy is my competition yeah and so when that quotation that you read happens Mm -hmm. i think either consciously or subconsciously i think Mm -hmm. it's more subconscious because he does have the joy and the love of christmas but as he describes santa he he is painting him as a villain Mm -hmm. but something that will draw in halloween town so it's spinning a story that will get halloween town but he is also setting it up so it's okay yeah. To destroy him so that they help him achieve becoming the best. Yeah. So it's hmm. really that three space. And especially later in that quote, he says um, about Santa, when he sets out to slay with his reindeer on, carting bulging sacks with his big great arms, that is so I've heard it said. And on a dark cold night under full moonlight, he thrives, he flies through the fog like a vulture in the sky and they call him Sandy Claus. <laughs> but the thing that stuck out to me in that is he says, that is so I've heard it said. Mm-hmm. So it's 
even if I'm wrong and you can prove me wrong, I've heard it said. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying this definitively. I've heard it both ways. So I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. I'm covered. Like both sides exactly. are, val- are valid here. <coughs> Other threes in the world. <laughs> um, so I was just really struck by that. Like he's winning the room. He's spinning this into something and he is motivating all of Halloween town to do the dirty work for him mm-hmm. so that he can win Christmas town. Mm. I just think when I saw that shadow of Santa and Jack notice it, I was like, Oh yeah. What motivated all of this for you to want to do Christmas mm-hmm. is that you aren't the best in this room, that you can be better than the person who has run Christmas all this time. Yeah. And that just really stuck stuck out to me. Um, well, and as in that three space, if he can not only successfully pull off one holiday, but two holidays. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right. And so, you know, the motivation of a three is just doing the best, even more achieving another goal. Yes. And never sticking around to see that goal achieved, mm-hmm. to see the celebration. Um, so so I sort of looked at his arc. Right. So yeah. starting with that, I am the best. Mm hmm. I don't have anything worth achieving anymore because I've achieved it all. Yeah. I see a rival and I see a room I can win. And then he motivates everyone through their own specific skills Mm -hmm. to do what he needs Mm -hmm. in his own way. And then he fails. Yeah. And when he fails. So this is the thing about threes oftentimes is threes don't really get to that self-knowledge, that self-growth mm-hmm. until there's a big failure. Yeah. It's kind of the tragedy of three because you don't see it until it's failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that happens, Jack says, what have I done? What have I done? How could I be so blind? Yeah. All is lost. Where was I? Spoiled all. Spoiled all everything's gone all wrong and then find a deep cave to hide in Mm. in a million years they'll find me only dust and a plaque that reads here lies poor old jack yeah so that's just like this three grappling with failure and threes are in the heart triad Mm -hmm. whose automatic response is shame yeah so he immediately says Find a deep cave to hide in. Don't let people find you for a million years. Mm -hmm. And then the passive aggressive guilt at them for his, what he perceives as their judgment of him Uh is here lies poor old Jack. Like then you'll feel bad. Yeah. But the thing that I love about this story for the hope of threes with Jack is then immediately he turns it around Mm -hmm. into what I can see as seven space Mm -hmm. spinning the story. He's like, oh, I did my best. I really gave them a story to tell. So it's okay. But then he says, I, Jack the Pumpkin King. That's right. I am the Pumpkin King. And I just can't wait until next Halloween. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about how he finds his identity. He finds his true self Mm -hmm. and where he can succeed. But he leans back from having to achieve more. Mm -hmm. And then he goes back. And saves his friends. He says to Oogie Boogie, how dare you treat my friends so shamefully? 
And that's the growth arc of a three, mm-hmm. not needing to be the best in the room, but as Ian Cron says, just be another bozo on the bus, yeah. but going to six space in health and caring for his friends. Um, I know that was a lot, but I just, the thing about Jack as a three that really stands out to me is just his arc, that you go from deep unhealth and questioning mm-hmm. to a big fall, but he doesn't stay there. He's no. able to overcome it. And he says, oh... But I know who I am, mm-hmm. and that's this, and now I'm okay in who I am mm-hmm. because of community. Exactly. Because I have this community, and I see it now. Rather than having to be better than everyone, mm-hmm. I can be with them and have fun. Yeah. So that's Jack for yep. me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd even point to along the way his faithful dog, Zero, yeah. has been by his side, and Jack in the beginning calls him to him and plays fetch once or twice with him as he's lamenting this he's just you know had a great halloween and everyone back in halloween town is celebrating and he's off on his own in this depressed state that Mm -hmm. he hasn't been able to do more and that something's missing Mm -hmm. um and zero's right there with him the interesting thing is that jack pays little to no attention to zero until zero's uh jack-o'-lantern glowing nose Mm. shows up and is something jack can use to continue to succeed despite this setback of a very foggy christmas eve night Mm -hmm. um but we're not typing zero, but zero is fantastic because he stays by Jack's side mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, and well, and that's interesting utilitarian friendships, of yes, three. Mm-hmm. like that idea of what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. What can you get me? How do you help my reputation? Yeah, and help it's me achieve my goal. Not until you know the the big failure that jack experiences literally being shot down literally um that he with zero goes and like actually more or less works together to to bring himself not just back to uh back home but to community and into those spaces Mm. that it's it's interesting because you know the other friends are there too but he he's also just a little more interested in who zero is and that zero is there oh my gosh i just had this realization zero literally helps him put the pieces back together oh my goodness zero brings him his jawbone after he's fallen from he's fallen apart to connect back together so it's not Without community, mm-hmm. he could never put the pieces back together. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It is. I love this movie. Right? <laughs> uh, that's why I want a puppy. I know. <laughs> All right. So I... S- oh, no. I made you start with Jack. Yeah. Um, so you want to start with Sally? I will. All right. Gladly. Um, okay. So this one we disagreed on. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So with Sally, I really went back and forth pretty actively back and forth between Mm -hmm. two and eight um and the thing that I connected to to try to help me hone it in that's really interesting about two and eight Mm -hmm. is two goes to eight in unhealth Mm -hmm. and eight goes to two 
in health. Mm -hmm. So then I tried to think about what is her motivation Mm -hmm. for her action. So a two, you know, is motivated by caring for others' needs. Yeah. And an eight is motivated by not being controlled Mm -hmm. and for helping the vulnerable. Um, And really, even to this morning, (laughs) I was vacillating. Uh Uh-huh. But looking at the entire arc, the entire trajectory of what Sally is doing and how she's behaving, I landed on two. Um, The things that made me think she was an eight are her interactions with Dr. Finkelstein most often. Mm -hmm. When she's poisoning him. Yeah. When she literally lets him keep her arm. Yeah. To get away. She's like, you can't control me. I don't care. Keep my arm. Whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then he says, come back. Like, oh, you've come back because you needed this arm. She's like, yeah, I had to come back. But, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I, to myself, I was like, okay, but that's in unhealth. That's when she is reacting to protect herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just referring to that. But I think... The thing that made me see her two-ness was, uh, it's not a thing that's said, it's a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. When Jack is conducting all of his experiments Mm. for Christmas, Mm -hmm. she literally throws herself out a window, Yes, loses all of her limbs, Uh has to reassemble them, then she hoists a care package to Jack Mm -hmm. to care for his needs as he's up there not eating not doing anything and then she disappears as he gets the care package Mm -hmm. um and that just felt like i just need to provide for him but i'm not going to be too much in his space so then he will come to me and like a two is motivated by caring for others needs Mm -hmm. in order for others to care for their needs like that's the narrative Mm -hmm. of two um and i have several quotes that support it Um, But I think one of the things that I, so there's that, and then as Jack asks her to make his costume, she, uh, Jack says to her the words that every two wants to hear, Mm -hmm. I need your help more than anyone's. Mm -hmm. And then Sally says, you certainly do, Jack. I had the most terrible vision because she is a seer. She has premonitions about what's to come. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then Jack completely disregards mm-hmm. her help for his actual needs. Yes. Um, but the thing that really stood out to me, because Sally, Sally is the most aware, intelligent, trustworthy person in this entire town. Yeah. She's the only one who sees the truth of what's going to happen. And um, toward the end, Sally sings a song as everyone's excited about Halloween and just before, she also sacrifices people's care in order to actually meet the need to try to stop this horrific thing from happening mm-hmm. when she creates that fog. Yeah. I, and that's her acting kind of passive aggressively. No one will listen. So I'm just going to take care of their needs, even though they don't know they need it. <laughs> um, but then she says, and though I'd like to stand by him, can't shake this feeling that I have. The worst is just around the bend. And does he notice my feelings for him? And will he see how much he means to me? I think it's not to be. And will we ever end up together? No, I think not. It's never to become, for I am not the one. Hmm. So it starts with, she sees Jack's actual needs, what no one else does, 
mm-hmm. that he's headed for a failure and that that's going to break him. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to meet his actual needs yeah. as opposed to his perceived needs of a Santa costume, even yeah. though she also does that because he asked her to do a thing for him. So she does it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's this kind of sadness there that she doesn't actually ever voice her feelings for Jack. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know how you feel. You're not to be. He doesn't come to you and say he loves you because he doesn't know you love him. And he's so full of his story and himself and what he needs to achieve that he's just not noticing feelings aren't important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just really wants him to notice all of the actions that she takes for him mm-hmm. to meet his needs, to show love to him. And come to her, see and value her and love her for that without her having to express it. Mm-hmm. And that's very much the way twos provide love. And I love, like, this expression of, like, I will give you the very air I breathe yeah. <laughs> as a form of love. There's that, the two song by Sleeping at Last, mm-hmm. they say that. And um, and that just struck me, like, especially when she jumps out the window mm. and loses all of her limbs. And then she's like, well, I'll lose your love and we're not to me and you won't see me, but I'm still going to meet your needs mm. because it's this like self-sacrificing, almost martyrdom, but not quite sort of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really beautiful mm-hmm. from her and the way that you see her strength going to eight yeah. against Dr. Finkelstein and like when push comes to shove taking action to save Santa even to help mm-hmm. Jack. Um, so that's my argument for two. Yeah, that's interesting. I I can see two space and initially um, I that was one of the options I was considering. I ended up landing on Sally as a six, particularly of the, the counterphobic variety, mm-hmm. um, which is where you, you might end up seeing some of that eight space and where I was landing on the... Um, not necessarily because of his control, but because of um, the the dangers that Dr. Finkelstein posed to Sally. Oh, a lot. That she was acting out of that fear in the counterphobic way to mm-hmm. um, to prevent that by poisoning him. Yeah. Um, and escaping his clutches regularly. Um, the... I had, I have several quotations here, primarily from from Sally's song, um, mm-hmm. which, as you you quoted quite a bit from, it does focus a lot on on that relationship between Jack and Sally because that's where so much of her focus is during the film. That I can mm-hmm. definitely see the the two space there and the sort of the interpersonal things. I think, um, gosh, so much of Sally's motivation that I saw was not necessarily need fulfillment or need meeting as it was um, safety for mm. for the people she cares about. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the beautiful things I've seen in the sixes I know is that they do look two-ish when it comes to their community. Yeah. Um, they are there for the needs and they're also proactive, like with the fog juice, mm-hmm. um, to prevent things that could be harmful, mm. um, especially for someone they care about, but even for like uh, a group that they care about. So one of the things that stood out to me in that song was 
Oh, how I'd like to join the crowd in their enthusiastic cloud. Try as I may, it doesn't last. And that's, of course, after she said things like, I sense there's something in the wind that feels like tragedy is at hand. Um, and uh, the worst is just around the bend. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that constant underlying anxiety of a six who immediately sees all of the dangers and all of the ways something could go wrong and is sort of seerish in that particular way. You know, a six is always thinking about worst case scenario. And that's what it felt like with if you were to push that into this realm of just a little beyond the everyday, what seems like to me or to someone else who doesn't see the way a six does focusing on those ways in which life can go poorly Mm -hmm. um, feels a little like the ability of someone who can see the future. Um, Not to the same degree as, um, as with Sally, Sally is definitely a seer in addition to her personality, but there was that, that predictive aspect. But as you said, she is also the healthiest character throughout uh, for this whole thing yeah Yeah. because there's so much more to her than just the the trappings of personality right yeah I just don't see that as her motivation Mm. like it doesn't seem like she's always worried about what's happening because my all of my impressions of her Mm -hmm. which is why I landed on too is that she always starts from empathy Mm. she always starts from feeling what people are feeling Mm. and I didn't quote the two things that actually initially helped me land there Mm -hmm. one was the first time she speaks Sally is spying on Jack in his lament Mm. and the first thing she says is I know how you feel yeah and that could just be relating because of her fears, mm-hmm. possibly. But I just felt it like she was listening intently mm-hmm. and just like feeling with him like, oh, I understand. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. Some- Which is interesting because that could also show a six going to nine in health. What, it, what do you mean by that? Uh, the empathetic ability to understand of a nine. Because nines, they see both sides of the story. And sixes go to nine in health. And if we're saying Sally is a healthy character. I just think she's motivated by empathy. Because Mm -hmm. she also, um, there's a line she says to Jack where she says, oh, I loved this. You don't look like yourself, Jack. I know you feel like something is missing. Mm. Like she even tunes into his four wing. Yeah. That the thing that you're experiencing right now, Mm -hmm. the sadness you're feeling, the lostness you're feeling that you can't put a name to Mm -hmm. is that you feel like something's missing. I am empathetically connecting to that. Yeah. And I'm telling you that. And that's how that's where she starts and how she meets those needs. Yeah. Because she sees where it's going. Mm-hmm. And even when there's a scene with Dr. Finkelstein, when he's really trying to control her mm-hmm. and she responds initially with that, like either eight space or counterphobic space, mm-hmm. but she, um, even sort of goes to what his feelings are. Mm. Cause she says, um, Dr. F says, Sally, you've come back. Sally says, I had to. And then he says, you're mine, you know. And Sally says, 
I'm restless. I can't help it. Mm. So it's this like, I'm escaping you and I'm trying to not let you control me. But what I'm feeling is this. Yeah. And I want you to understand it's not about you. Mm. (laughs) It's about this thing that I'm feeling. Yeah. And then, you know, he tells her to have patience and, you know, you'll get over this. It's just a phase. And then she's like, yeah, I'm not into that. And (laughs) she leaves. Yeah. Um, But I just like that, even that felt like empathy to me in a Mm. like protecting herself sort of way Mm -hmm. um but she just strikes me because she's always and a six is always watching Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. so like watching for what's happening and feeling that for their community yeah but i don't know that's it's just so interesting yeah like it just the disagreement on where they're starting from definitely all right so Next character, there was definitely agreement again. Yep. Uh, so, Becky, lead us off with the mayor. Okay. Um, I said the mayor was a six. Uh, there are lots of reasons for why, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to throw out the quote that I think makes it the most obvious. Uh-huh. Jack, please. I'm only an elected official here. I can't make decisions by myself. Uh And as he says that, he goes back and forth between those two faces, right? Yes. The smiling, welcoming, (laughs) joyful, acquiescent mayor to the terrified, horrified face of anxiety that's always there under the surface bubbling to get out. Mm -hmm. And even in the midst of waiting, that happened several times. Um, And then that idea of needing advice and opinions from the group or especially one specific trusted voice of advice, not making decisions on your own. Mm -hmm. Particularly a voice of authority. Yes, absolutely. And Jack has all the authority in Christmastown. He is the Halloween Halloween town. (laughs) He wants it in Christmastown. It's true. Uh, He is the pumpkin king. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my short but sweet argument for six in the mayor and you see that throughout like every time you see him his face is going back and forth out of fear yes so i i also had that quotation but i'm going to take it back even further in in the story and say with the very first line you hear from the marriage that group think space in this town don't we love it now Mm. it's this very civic minded community focused we are all here we are doing this thing that we love Mm -hmm. it's not so many of the other characters as they're being introduced even the minor ones is i am the wind blowing through your hair Mm -hmm. i am the creature living under your stairs i am the Mm -hmm. clown with the tearaway face it's i i i and then the mayor in this town don't we love it now yeah um absolutely and obviously not every six is is that community minded but it's that safe space of i don't have to choose Mm -hmm. for myself i am part of this group and in this place i have safety yeah, devoted to the community, whatever mm-hmm. community that looks like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the generalized community, but no. like maybe it's a business, maybe it's a church, maybe it's family, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like that loyalty to the we. Yes. We think this. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me anxiously on my own falling. Mm-hmm. It's I have this backbone almost of community. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that um, 
I noticed is when Jack has yeah. gone off to Christmas Town. That's the other quote. Um, you know, Jack has been missing for quite a while, and everyone's worried. the The mayor has um, organized a search, and everyone comes and reports, you know, where they searched and what's been done. And after a bit of seeing Jack enjoying Christmas Town, we come back to Halloween Town. The mayor is dejected, laying on top of his mayoral vehicle while everyone's sitting there dejected that, you know, Jack's gone forever. And he says, going immediately to the worst case scenario, did anyone think to dredge the lake? Yeah. It's not like, you know, they, they list all these different places that they checked. Some of them are very strange. All of them very normal to Halloween Town, of course. Of course. Um, like in the sarcophagi. Mm-hmm. But after after they've tried, the mayor, who might have been thinking it for a while, voices, is he dead? Did he drown himself? Or did he get drowned? Is he in, Did we dredge the lake? Uh-huh. You know, and so that, that space definitely stood out to me as that, that worst case scenario vision of sixes. Um there's the end to one of the other things I wrote down uh-huh. after Jack fails. He says, I knew this Christmas thing was a bad idea. I felt it in my gut. And then, terrible news. Jack has been blown to smithereens. Exactly. Like, just the worst way to tell that story, mm-hmm. to frame it. Like, it's the worst thing that could have happened. And I knew it would. Exactly. It's that, yeah, it's that sick space of being able to see the bad cases, the mm-hmm. the horrible ways in which something could turn out, mm-hmm. which is really good if you want to spot check a plan, yeah. run it in front of a six. But also the thing to point out there is that's not true. It, yo, no, totally. He went there totally. automatically and spread that news mm-hmm. and that's not actually what happened. No. And it's based solely on, not solely, it's based on what he saw mm-hmm. and also the way his mind went to that worst yeah. case scenario. And a news report and everyone around him in the community also being dejected. Exactly. But he didn't look for the actual answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. All, All right. right, Nala. Oogie Boogie, what you say? All right. So for Mr. Oogie Boogie Man, I said he was an eight. And I went back and forth on eight versus three um, because he is such a performative character. Oh, yeah. But there are bits and pieces of what he says about himself and what others say about him that just stood out to me as having more motivation based in control Mm -hmm. than in um, performance or achievement. So um, one of the – actually, the very first way we're introduced to Mr. Oogie Boogie is in that opening song, and it's – I am the shadow on the moon at night, filling your dreams to the brim with fright. Doesn't necessarily say much about who his personality is, just what's happening with that that terrifying space. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next thing we hear about Oogie Boogie by name is um, because Mr. Oogie Boogie is the meanest guy around. If I were on his boogie list, I'd get out of town. And that's sung by people who are, as we've talked about before with eights, on Oogie's good list. Mm-hmm. They're in his inner circle. They help him with, they're the, the trick-or-treaters, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. And they, they are his self-proclaimed 
um, henchmen. Yep. And so, you know, they're on the inside, especially for an eight that matters. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not on the enlist, you are dead to the eight. It's just, yep. Um, That doesn't mean they're going to do anything to you. just means you don't exist in their world anymore. Um, But yeah, so that, that idea of the people closest to him knowing how precarious it is to be on his bad side mm-hmm. um, spoke to me of of that eight space. And then the, let's see, I'm trying to decide here which one to land on for my eightness. Okay, so this is when he is singing to, to Sandy, Santa Claus, Um is that uh, if you're not shanking, shaking, there's something very wrong. Because um, this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. That, along with later when he's about to finish off San- Santa and Sally, um, he says, Oh, I'm feeling weak with hunger. Mm-hmm. It's... Both of those are claiming the upper hand. And most of Oogie Boogie's song is about showing how big and impressive and in control of the situation he is. Mm. And particularly the way he shams weakness shows how derisively he views weakness Mm -hmm. in that space where vulnerability and... And any sign of weakness for an eight who's just trying to protect that fragile inner space is is not a good thing. Weakness, crying, anything like that is poor. And Oogie repeatedly makes fun of um, either the weakness, like with this space where he says, oh, I'm weak with hunger, because he's about to, he thinks, finish them off. And then earlier, it's related to how much he's laughing but he talks about crying and it's only related to like this laughter like he's not he's not one who laugh who cries without it being from this other space Mm -hmm. so that's why why i landed on eight Mm, that's really compelling um i definitely went back and forth Mm -hmm. but one of the reasons i really liked him as a three when I thought about it mm-hmm. is it provides this really interesting foil to Jack. Yeah. So the opposite trajectory mm-hmm. of Jack, the never failing, the never learning, the never changing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my quotation that really just shines as three space is the spoken lines before his big song. Mm-hmm. Where he says, Sandy Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. Uh-huh. So it's this like, 
oh, people have been talking about you more than me now, sir. Mm -hmm. I have always been the big bad boogeyman in these parts. Mm -hmm. And I am the biggest and the scariest. Jack doesn't even come down here because he doesn't like me. He's afraid of me. Mm -hmm. But now you come along and you're the big scary guy the whole town's talking about. And now I see you and I just look at you and I know I am better. Yeah. I am the best. I am the scariest Mm. because his reputation, right? The boogeyman's reputation is more than just Halloween town, right? Mm -hmm. Children all over the world are looking under their bed and in their closet for the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. And you don't want this to be the last time you hear the boogie song Mm -hmm. because I am the biggest and the baddest. Why are they afraid of Sandy Claus? Yeah. So he's just like the whole time, you're joking. You're joking. Uh Like you're so much smaller than me. Mm -hmm. You're so much less scary than me. And I'm just laughing at you because I am so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was really struck as I thought about this. He reacts to Santa the exact same way as Jack. Oh, interesting. Because Jack saw him mm-hmm. as being the king of Christmas town. Mm-hmm. And his goal was to achieve that, to win Christmas, right? Yeah. For Jack. And now Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. sees him as having the reputation of being the biggest, baddest, scariest mm-hmm. in the world or in Christmas town. That big red lobster man. Exactly. With his claws. Exactly. And his reindeer to go slay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he has to undermine him. The irony of that mm-hmm. is that the story of Santa being the biggest and the baddest is a story that Jack spun. Yep. So... Oogie is not the biggest and the baddest, never has been, never nope. will be, but he's fighting so hard mm-hmm. to grasp onto that little piece of land mm-hmm. with the narrative that he has in his head yeah. that he is the biggest and the baddest, but he's actually hidden underground. Yeah. And so just that idea of battling failure and being seen as a failure by your conception And doing whatever you can to spin a tail to say like, well, at least I have these lackeys Mm -hmm. and they know and they tell the world and the world fears me. Yeah. And at least they're talking about me, even if it's not talking about me well. Um, So, yeah, that was my thought. (laughs) That's interesting. I can definitely see how Oogie could be three-ish because he is such a performer Mm -hmm. um and some could argue that he has motivated lock shock and barrel absolutely Um, i still i see what you're saying with like the control because two being on someone's list and eight will protect you Mm -hmm. and lock shock and barrel as the child trick-or-treaters yes on halloween mm-hmm. need the protection of a big strong boogeyman exactly and so getting that kind of loyalty and safety and them bringing him all the things he needs mm-hmm. but uh, something- also just really quickly the uh the interesting thing about oogie boogie and spoiler alert oogie is this animated mm-hmm. Flower sack that's full of bugs. 
which is what he eats. Mm-hmm. But when he gets unraveled, he goes away because the bugs go away. And there's, in my view, not saying that the, an eight's inner child is a bug, but... No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But there's that he is in that controlling eight space to protect. Mm. He is a very vulnerable bad guy. Mm-hmm. If you think about a flower sack full of bugs. It's being big to protect the vulnerable pieces. Yeah. Oh, that's really compelling. So that's one of the But things. also being big... To keep your reputation so people don't know you're not more than yeah, that's true. a sack of bugs. It's, it's amazing how three and eight S- look so similar. Can, definitely. Because they're both that aggressive stance, that moving towards you, moving at you even. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I just like thinking about Oogie's space, mm-hmm. the way he sort of cultivates and protects that space. And one could imagine or conjecture that mm-hmm. he's down there because he's trapped down there because Halloween Town's like uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. you ain't getting out sir yeah um which is probably true um two things trouble me about Oogie more than two yes. but two big things mm-hmm. one of the things that I just could not get away from at this watching mm-hmm. is he is so obviously portrayed as black yes like it's uh, it's so troubling and all of his like voodoo magic Mm -hmm. as evil and his all of these other characters and him as the bad guy just troubled me so much Mm -hmm. with this coded depiction of him but i think when i think of him in that three space this like idea of his space protecting his reputation in his realm Mm -hmm. with his trick-or-treaters i and just that Keeping people around me, cultivating people around me mm-hmm. who are affirming, who are yes people, who are part of my circle and will tell me I am the biggest and the baddest mm-hmm. to keep that image, even if the rest of the world is saying I'm not. Yeah. Like, I, I just like I was just so struck by that in a lot of like the three space I see. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think. There are people in charge of our world right now <laughs> yeah. very much doing that, that I see some of that as three space, like having, even if it's bad, at least people are talking about me. At least there's that. And Any s- press is good press. Right. Exactly. Any tweet, people are retweeting it and talking about it on every news station. Mm-hmm. Um, and like keeping yourself in your gold tower to be away from the world that might tell you otherwise. Yeah. Um, I just like I, it just reflected Oogie to me hmm. and this idea that I'm the biggest and the best no matter what people say as long as they're talking about me but you cut one seam loose that someone sees mm-hmm. and pulls on it yeah and it all unravels and you are just destroyed that bag of bugs mm-hmm. and there's also this uh like how how frail and how difficult that is to maintain. Oh, certainly. Um, And just that need is so painful. And seeing that Oogie never lets himself be vulnerable, like if he's an eight, like you mm-hmm. were talking about, but it, it requires a failure. Yeah. And he never grows to value his community. They're all 
utilitarian like we were talking about initially with jack and zero Mm -hmm. that everyone is to serve a purpose to get him more bugs yeah which is what they're usually doing Mm -hmm. um or to bring santa to him Mm -hmm. and everyone is just what can you get for me yeah um so just like as that foil to jack i find oogie really interesting Mm -hmm. and problematic oh certainly (laughs) and terrifying yeah all right. So, um I think at this point the we've we've well covered our four characters. Yeah, I think so. The the over overall this story is is just such a beautiful one. Um and if if you get a chance, definitely follow that link in the show notes notes to the original poem yeah. because it's it's such a fun um read. The the thing for me with Jack being uh, either a three or seven, uh, there are definitely a couple places where it sounds like sevenness mm-hmm. when Jack is bemoaning his uh, pumpkin king job year after year. It's the same routine, and I grow so weary of the sound of screams. He he gets to put on this great big adventure of a show every year but it's the same thing and he might do it well but he's getting bored and sevens like threes don't usually stick around to to see a thing done because they're already planning and dreaming about the next thing Mm -hmm. and so that that stuck out to me there the other thing is the the ways that seven goes to five and the huge montage where jack is experimenting Mm -hmm. and digging into what is it that christmas is how do what is christmas why is christmas and you know what does it mean what does it mean exactly and the the everything from running um interesting tests on candy canes Mm -hmm. and and bobbles and just everything messing around with these equations on his board of you know uh 12 days divided by (laughs) you know 24 nights or it was just Uh all these different fun things that the seeking for the next new exciting adventure that definitely plays into some of that. Also, sevens go to one in stress. And while it would be exciting, the ways in which Jack perfects perfects the, the toy making process in Halloween Town, and the fact that he's constantly disappointed by the fact that they just don't quite get his vision. Mm-hmm. Also, there were just those moments that, Sort of as I was preparing with my three notes, I was like, wait, but what if? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where um, that's where my brain went for Jack as a seven. Also, then it makes the the interactions between the mayor and Sally, as in my mind, sixes with the seven, very interesting. Mm. Because some sixes are drawn to sevens because of the excitement and the fun and the big personality. And some sixes are just 
annoyed by the ways sevens don't pay attention to the safety Mm. of a situation. And so there was some of that that played into my head with the possibility of, Mm. of seven Jack. Anyway, there are so many things I'm sure we could dive into with the Enneagram in this story. But Becky, what are your, your thoughts? I think a lot of what you just said really connects to what I've been thinking. The thing that I was so impressed by with diving in the way that we did mm-hmm. is how complex these characters are painted, how yes. they're depicted, aside from maybe the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's pretty, you know, one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that we could see health mm-hmm. and stress yeah. in Jack and Sally and that we may have come to some different conclusions, mm-hmm. but it was like, well, we saw that she went this way or this way that just the value of that yeah um when trying to land on your own number sometimes looking at yourself mm-hmm. in times of stress and in times of health is helpful yes um oh goodness certainly and just because there's not just one dimension to a human being mm-hmm. or you know and so to a personality under the lens of the enneagram i just think there was so much there and I was so excited about that. Yeah. And the way this story just showed that entire trajectory of Jack mm-hmm. was just so full and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think seeing the beauty of a three, mm-hmm. what a three can motivate in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> and a three in conflict with a four wing. Like that's really uh, like a lot of Enneagram teachers say that's the hardest space to be in. Definitely. Because it's this four's need for authenticity mm-hmm. and self-reflection mm-hmm. and alone space and yeah. all of that, which I can speak to from experience uh-huh. as a four who goes there a lot. L- let me tell you about my day. <laughs> um, but... Th- but with the three and needing affirmation from the community, from mm, the reputation the community gives to you, yeah, but still kind of separating mm-hmm. from that compartmentalizing, even like separating communities out in yeah. case they all get together and see the narrative mm-hmm. I told you, yes, is not the same one, yeah, that I told them, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I just I love doing this like every time. Oh, yes. Seeing how these characters come to life and I learn more about them and more about the Enneagram and just this valuable journey we've been on. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love every second of it. Definitely. This is this has been such a fun way to explore stories, mm-hmm. a new and deeper level. Yeah. All right, folks. So. It's time to let you know you need to be on the lookout for our up-and-coming next holiday special. I'll be dreaming of it. What does that mean? It means we're going to Vermont! (gasps) And with that, we'd just like to thank all of you, dear listeners, Mm -hmm. for being on this journey with us. We'd especially like to thank Matt Zignis for the use of his music. And please check out his songs on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and any other music streaming or purchasing place. 
And thank you to our technology wizard, Mr. Joel Miller. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on the social meds, on Twitter at TyphusCast, Instagram at TyphusCast, and email us your thoughts at T-Y-P-E-T-H-I-S-C-A-S-T at gmail.com to, con- to continue the conversation with us. And look out this week for your chance to type this cast with our Nightmare Before Christmas poll. This time around, we're incentivizing it um, for you. So make sure you do participate in the poll. We're doing a giveaway. Check out any details or all of the details. They'll be coming to you via Instagram. Yes. And let me tell you, this prize is a thing that I want to keep. <laughs> I have been trying to keep for myself, but I will be very excited to share this with one of you, our dear listeners, mm-hmm. to appreciate ah, this nightmare before Christmas joy that we are bringing to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, if you like what you're hearing, please, please, please go rate and review Type This Cast on iTunes or anywhere you listen, and let us know what you think. In your review, let us know what stories you'd like to hear. Mm-hmm. And doing a review just takes you a couple of minutes, and it helps us so much because it moves us higher within iTunes so people can find us, mm-hmm. so we can share our content and do a little bit more. So if you like what you hear, please, please, please get on iTunes. You're there anyway as you're listening to this podcast. Exactly. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. Thank you. All right. As I said before, I'll say it again. Happy Halloween. This is Halloween. (laughs) And until then, until our next time, until we meet again, Hmm. in the ineffable words of Neil Gaiman, trust dreams, trust your heart, and trust your story. 